Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Is this Joe Jonas solo, or is this the Jonas Brothers? This is the Jonas Brothers. Ah. Okay. I would not know the difference, quite frankly, but Joe Jonas is getting a divorce from his wife, Sophie Turner, been together for four years. And TMZ had this story saying Joe Jonas apparently saw something on the ring doorbell camera that had Sophie Turner in it that prompted him to file for divorce. Now, she's the actress from Game of Thrones, right? Correct. Okay, so the only thing that I remember them saying when they announced that they were splitting was, we've come to this conclusion amicably and everything's cool. We're just, you know, there were words to that effect, and we're just going to go our separate ways, but really everything's fine, and they just didn't address much of what the irreconcilable differences were. No, and a lot of people are speculating um, about uh, Joe Jonas has kids and he they have kids. He has kids most of the time. She's been in London um, and he's taken the two small kids with him. There were rumors about her being a little bit more of a partier. I, I don't know. And frankly, I don't care. But the ring doorbell part is interesting. Mm-hmm. What did he see? Because apparently it was right after that. It was whatever he saw her doing or saying that made him immediately file for divorce. Yeah, and the saying thing is an interesting one because what, you, was she out there on the phone with somebody maybe or right. was she out there with someone maybe? Yes, yes. But it did get us talking a little bit about what you have caught on your Ring doorbell camera, particularly if you have like caught something like this that was major. <laughs> yeah, the stories that we've had up till now have all surrounded things like finding a snake outside mm-hmm. or a, a bear comes up and rings the doorbell or something like that. We, In fact, we had a snake that rang a doorbell a couple of months ago. But things like that, seeing odd wildlife things, because depending on how, on how you have your doorbell set, it can record things. If it just sees something go by, it will record that and leave it in, you know, in your in your box, in your Dropbox or whatever. Or you can set it to where it just doesn't pay any attention until you tell it to. So if you have that, do you ever even go back and look at them? If you have it set up to record movement, do you go back from time to time and check in and just see what was out there? I'm sure the stories exist of people who have caught their spouses or significant others cheating. I'm trying not to laugh based on what I'm seeing on the text line. Um, But I'm sure there are stories of spouses or significant others that suspected the other of cheating 
looked at the ring doorbell camera footage and then could prove it. Yeah. And I mean, it makes if that's what it was, because I think that's where all of our minds jump to is he saw her out on the front porch making out with somebody. Mm -hmm. What's she doing doing that on their own front porch other than waiting to get caught? And who? Right. And what's the conversation that she could have that's that (laughs) dramatic? Um. I don't have anything to go on. I suspect she wasn't alone and that it was a conversation, but like maybe she was saying goodbye to someone on the front porch and maybe that goodbye was a little close. It was a little too much. Yes, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Uh, a little too friendly. Yeah, I I mean, I've seen things on security cameras. The radio station I used to work at uh, over in St. Louis had a constant feed of the front door. Okay. It was downstairs a couple of floors and outside, it, but, but it just, the, so that if somebody buzzed to get in overnight, we could just look out there and see who it was. And every so often, yeah, I mean, if it was a, like a Mardi Gras night or something like that, you'd see people making out, out in front of the building and things like that. Sometimes it got a little heated, but if it's your own doorbell, somebody on the text line said they, they caught their neighbor kid um, pooping in their front yard. That's not exactly how they put it, but. Yeah, uh, we have had a problem with that with joggers around here Mm -hmm. doing similar things in people's front yards. And I think what we're learning over time is that it's getting harder and harder to get away with that because almost everybody has a camera somewhere on the block. Yes. Somebody else said um, some animals, some pet things are coming in. But same idea. Mine catches my neighbor walking his dog to do his business in my yard and never picks it up. Yeah, um, that kind of thing, right, I'm sure gets caught all the time. So if you have something in particular, as I said, I mean, if you want to talk about having the ring camera in general and whether or not, there I go, whether or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you ever go back and look at what was caught or do you just leave it sit there until the box gets full and then empty it out, as long as your house doesn't get broken into, then it really doesn't matter. Or do you go back and you know, check it out from time to time. Just take a quick look and see what happened out there. We'll go to Frank in Kansas City and see what he's got going on. Hey, Frank. Frank. Oh. Hello. I think Frank's ordering lunch. Oh, hey, Frank. Hey, hey. Yeah, um, I was calling. Um, I, I basically just, hey, I'm glad the name Frank. Uh, but mine, unsuspecting, I caught something going on that wasn't supposed to be happening with the neighbor while uh, the wife was at work and it, I caught it on my ring, on my ring camera. Never Frank caught I, what? Never have. Yeah, what, what, what was going on? Uh, the neighbor was had company and it was company that shouldn't have been there when the wife was gone. And it wasn't just a common visit because when the person left, my ring picked it up and uh, there was intimacy right there in the driveway. Oh, wow. <laughs> so did you tell the wife? No, no. I have to say. You didn't tell the wife? I, I didn't, no, that's why I didn't even give my name when I called. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, but, but, I, but I, I, I saw it happen. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, that brings up a whole different subject. Frank, thank yes, you. It does. Thanks very much for the call. Do you, you tell? You're surprised he didn't tell. I would have been surprised if he did. Yeah, that's a whole, yes. Um, wow, that takes us in a direction I wasn't <laughs> ready for. Um, because you, the reason to not tell, in my mind, is you don't know what you saw. You don't know who you saw. Uh-huh. You don't know what you saw. You don't know what arrangement that couple has.
I mean, op open marriage, things are a lot more open than they used to be. So you don't know what you saw mm -hmm. and you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to upset the spouse and and be wrong if there's a yeah and you don't know how it's going to be received either even if it is something that wasn't supposed to be going on you go and tell his wife about it you may just get a huge ration from her going how dare you get involved in our business see to me i i think what you said is valid i think that's a, a good reason because you're not sure exactly what it was that was going on you don't know exactly what their deal is so you don't really know what you saw my reason for not saying anything is it's not mine to tell. It's, That's, yeah, that was my other thought. It's not it's not my business. Yeah, it's it's somebody else's marriage. I mean, the the last thing I'm ever gonna do is is try to jump in and get involved in what somebody else's marriage is all about, especially when I don't know what it's all about. And part of me was joking when I said that to him um, because he was so he was so proud of what he had discovered <laughs> of this gold mine that he had found with the neighbor. It just I, I thought he was going to go the next step. Well, now he's got some great blackmail material if he ever needs it. <laughs> you know, oh, you mean you don't want to loan me your truck this weekend? Well, you know, I got this video footage here that says you do want to loan me your truck this weekend. Uh, so I think this is good, too. Uh, Texter said my best friend caught her neighbor's kids taking her packages off the front porch and returning the open package later in the day. Wow. That's bold. Porch, wow. Porch pirate neighbors, huh? Oh, boy, if you can't even trust the people on your block. Let's see. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, if you're Joe Jonas and this story is out as it is now, now they, they, they don't give any real back up to the story other than this is what people are saying it is tmz they are usually pretty good at mm -hmm. this kind of thing they're rarely wrong but if you're joe jonas do you do you say anything about this do you address this at all or do you just no no, no marriage is over anyway who cares right i i wouldn't keep this in the news cycle anymore um, to me, that's where I say, we'd like, you know, like you to respect our privacy, mm -hmm. you know, keep our marriage to ourselves and, um, irreconcilable differences. And the only reason I could see him addressing it is if it does involve another person who is famous, like he's got two brothers. Yes. If it involves the band somehow, or if it involves somebody else who's a name, then I could see maybe. Or if it gets out exactly what it was. Yeah, and apparently it didn't take long for the rumor mill to get really cranked up here, which is lending even more credence to what you just said about you just let this lie because apparently even the first statement that they made or that he made about the split, calling it amicable and mutual, that it got so bad with the internet trolls out there and the speculators and all of that, that he addressed that and said, there are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly this is a united decision. And we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for privacy. There you go, Jamie, uh, for us and our children and then shut the comments off. Yeah, absolutely. A good point. Turn the comments off for sure. By the way, I've been corrected. Con uh, Colin, I almost called you Conan because I have Conan O'Brien <laughs> in my head from earlier. Um, Okay, there was there was apparent there is apparently a fourth Jonas brother. Really, not Just in for the group. Factual accuracy, yes. Oh, okay. Frankie, Frankie's the youngest. Yes, is he not in the band? No, he was younger than the other three. Ah, so he was not. What a bummer that he didn't get to be a part. That band is on TV huge. now. He's got a show with Kevin, I think, one of the brothers. Okay, it's on one of the channels. I don't ne know. It's some game show. I Next, you're going to tell me there's another Hanson. Don't do that. How many Hansons are it? Three or three. four? 
I thought there were four handsome brothers. I just know they had many children between them <laughs> and young. I did not know that. Many. Yes. Like uh, they all had three or four. Is, yeah, as far as I know, there's only three of them. I, I, okay. hope, I hope their parents stopped there because if they didn't, there might be another band and that would just be unacceptable. If you want in here, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, we have a list of the top 100 tourist traps. We've got a couple that we know about here. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. USA Today Blueprint analyzed 23.2 million Google reviews of popular destinations and came up with a list of the top 100 tourist traps in the world not just in the U.S. <laughs> and we made the list at least a couple of times. Uh, we'll get to that. Before we do, though, I want to define terms a little bit. What do, you, what do you think is the difference between an attraction and a tourist trap? To me, a tourist trap is something that maybe isn't worth it. Something that people play up a lot, but doesn't really fit the hype. Doesn't fit the hype, doesn't fit the amount of money that you outlay for it that yes. that kind of thing okay yeah if, if it's if it's not worth the advance billing or if it's not worth the price of admission that's more of a tourist trap something that you would drive by and go wow that's weird i need to go check that out and then find out it costs 50 bucks to get in and it's nothing or just a place that gets insanely busy i because i'm going through my head of like what i think are tourist uh, traps yeah. that i avoid just because they're just overrun with tourists. I went to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Key West. And it, I mean, it's it. the place is fine. It's really nice. It's open air and all of that. And you get the cheeseburger in paradise because of course you do. But it's packed all the time. There's a line out the door all the time. So I'm looking through this list of the top. They've got the top 100, but we've only got the top 25 mm -hmm. in front of us. Although I'd like to look at the last 75 to see how many of these that I have been to. And I have been to many of these actually, but I've avoided several of them for this exact reason. Yeah. One of the ones that came up, uh, in fact, the one that came up in Missouri is one that I have been through and I enjoyed it. I, I would not put that on my list of tourist trap. I have not been to it. The Titanic so, Museum in Branson. Did not, I've not, I've still never spent time in Branson. Yeah, Jen and I went uh, about 10 years ago, and I will say, oh, first of all, yes, there is a line, like everything else in Branson, right. and it takes a long time to get through it. But if you go and you get in, what's inside there? Now, the outside of the building is shaped like the Titanic, which mm -hmm. is kind of a little crass and weird, but whatever. But when you get in, there's enough. It, it's akin in some ways to the uh, Arabia Steamboat Museum. Mm -hmm. In that what's inside there is extensive and it tells the narrative. You go in and they, if I remember right, they do the same thing. Uh, they, they do a similar thing that they did at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., where it, at the Titanic Museum in Branson, you get a ticket when you go in that identifies you as a real passenger who was actually on the Titanic. And it's when you are leaving that you find out if your passenger lived or died. Oh, Yes. Yes, I've heard about that. And that was kind of cool. I thought mm -hmm. it's a way to make it real of how much of a gamble it was that you were going to get off that boat and how many people took a chance they didn't know they were taking. It's funny because I'm on the USA Today article now because they also have the most overpriced attractions worldwide. World 
worldwide. The most overrated attractions worldwide, not necessarily the biggest tourist tourist traps. Um, and it's a couple of these we talked about, but I've been to some of these. The most overpriced attractions worldwide. Um, the, the Blue Lagoon in Iceland is the one that they say is is the most. I would make that a tourist trap also. It's the iconic, if you Google lists of what you should do in Iceland, I bet it is number one on all of them. What is and it? It is, um, so Iceland is really thermally, ther, thermally active, geologically active. Yes. A lot of thermal pools around. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with words today. The most famous one is the Blue Lagoon. And it's this bright blue, like ice blue, um, color and it's a big pool and series of pools and there's a spa there and stuff like that. And you can do spa treatments with the different chemicals and the different gems and stuff they find. Not totally not worth it. I, I did it because you're supposed to do it. No. Do you remember what it cost? No, but we will look that up. <laughs> okay. Is it, was it not worth it just because it didn't live up to it? It was like, okay, this is no big deal. Or was it expensive? I don't, I remember everything in Iceland being expensive. So okay. if it was expensive, it wouldn't have shocked me. Um, okay. They have three packages that you can get. See. The base package is 66 bucks. That's not bad. US, which gets you in, gets you a mud mask, use of a towel and your first drink. You can also go up to, you could spend 600 bucks on five luxurious, luxurious hours in the spa. Okay. That's and that's not out of bounds with what you would spend for five hours in a spa if you went to a really nice retreat or something like that here. So not terribly overpriced, just not living up to the hype. Um, the other key findings that they had from the study, they said the Four Corners Monument, which is Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado and Utah, where they all come together. It's actually not. It's about 30 feet away. But either way, they said that's the number one tourist trap in the world. And I would assume that that's because there's nothing else to do there. You, right. you walk out to it and you go, oh, here I am at the Four Corners. And then you go away. Mm -hmm. I've never been and don't care if I ever go <laughs> yeah, for that reason. Yeah, right. It's the only place in the, in the United States where four states come together at Four Corners. Okay, and it's out in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere. Big deal. Uh, number two is the Salem Witch Museum in Massachusetts. That's the disappointing. <clears throat> I've not been. No, I mean, it's disappointing that it made the list. I have not been, but uh, it's disappointing that it made the list because it's such a storied history. You'd figure that they would do something really cool there. Mm -hmm. uh, the Calico Ghost Town in California is number three. I totally disagree with number four. I have said many times, if you go to South Dakota, skip Mount Rushmore or go, but don't pay to go to Mount Rushmore mm -hmm. and go to Crazy Horse instead. I spent four or five hours at Crazy Horse. I thought it was awesome. So yeah, apparently the, the the Google reviewers disagreed, but I mean that's not to say it's all about what you get out of it. Uh, Graceland also makes the list. The South Carolina Aquarium; uh, those are on the list as the most overpriced attractions in the United States. California Academy of Sciences, Graceland, and the South Carolina Aquarium. Voodoo Donut is also rated as the most overrated tourist attraction in the world. Were you here when we talked about that? You might yep. have been gone. No, when I was we here. About that. Yeah. To yeah. I, I cannot believe that people make that a destination in Portland. <laughs> Amazing. There's so much else to do. Why that? Uh, Pike Place Market in Washington. I love it. I think it's cool, but I like markets like that. Fisherman's Wharf is on here. I like that too. Navy Pier is on here. 
um, in Chicago. I've been to the Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory in Vermont. Oh, wow. Cool. I thought it was fun. I got into it. Do I thought they, it was cool. Do they charge for that? Or is that one of those tours like you just go and then you get a little sample of ice cream and go away? If they charged for it, it was minimal. Okay. Five bucks, maybe. Um, and worth it. The Oz, the on the Kansas side, we talked about the number one in Missouri being the Titanic Museum in Branson. The Oz Museum landed at number 80 on the list of the top 100 tourist traps, uh, which is in Kansas somewhere. Uh, Tell me more about it, because I've never been. Is I, it a tourist trap? I've never been either. It, yeah. they, it's, in, it's in the booming metropolis of Wamego, Kansas, or Wamego. Um, and, they, boy, they show a picture of it from the outside. It, <laughs> it, it's bright green and yellow. <laughs> it looks very gaudy. It just looks like the type of place that is going to attract people yeah. towards it. Everything you know? else on the block is gray and white. Yeah, so... I worked there. I worked in Wamego in college. So oh, okay. Right. I drove past it once or twice. You never went never in? Never went in. Didn't okay. really care to, but that's like <laughs> their one claim in Wamego is we are the Wizard of Oz town whatever it is yeah there's there's a town in illinois uh right on the other side of the mississippi river from uh like south st louis county uh or actually it's a little farther south than that but it uh the town is chester illinois and their their thing is that the guy who created popeye is from chester so they have okay. a Popeye statue, and there's a whole bunch of little shops downtown that sell nothing but Popeye memorabilia and all of that. There's not, I don't, you know, there may be a museum. I'm not sure, but just driving through downtown Chester, Illinois, you know where you are and you know what they're proud of. Somebody says there is at least three Oz museums in Kansas. Wamigo, Liberal, and Coffeeville. Huh. Coffeeville's not that far. From, that's a couple hours south. Okay. I guess if you are known for a thing, milk it for all it's worth. <laughs> You're right. I guess. Got to get those tourist dollars in somehow. <laughs> I keep these coming in. 913-586-7798. Um, still to come, I want to talk about the story that John just found. We have talked about, in fact, there was just a story on LinkedIn about increasingly cars are giving you subscriptions for things. BMW was the first big one to do it. We have an update. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The leader in this idea of having certain amenities in your car available by subscription We've been hearing about it for maybe a year now is when we first talked about it. And BMW was the first big car company to come out and do this. 
it's been a little bit now. They've gotten some feedback about it. <laughs> Boy, did they ever. The deal was uh, with certain new BMW models, you had the availability of a subscription to things like, I mean, a lot of these you have subscriptions in other cars, things like satellite radio. But they went a step farther with it. In fact, they went a couple of steps farther with it so that you had to pay a subscription fee if you wanted to use the regular radio. You had to pay a subscription fee if you wanted to use things like the heated seats or the heated steering wheel. And the deal was it was cheaper for them to put that stuff in every car than have to worry about some cars get this package and some cars get that package. So they just figured, okay, we'll load up every car exactly the same. (laughs) and then make people pay a subscription fee rather than making them pay for the options themselves. Well, uh, I'm going to describe this the same way the drive.com did in their recent reporting. They said last year, BMW underwent media and customer hellfire (laughs) over its decision to offer a monthly subscription for heated seats. And they go on to say, well, that wasn't the only option available for subscription. It was the one that seemed to infuriate everyone the most because the seat heaters were in there. Whether you subscribe to them or not, they already built it and put it in your car. Then they wanted to have you pay to just for the privilege of being able to use them. Here we are a year later. BMW has dropped the idea. It's going away. There will be no more heated seat subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, they said customers were not happy and rightfully made their grievances known. Um. Although they make a point in here, it doesn't seem like the automakers board members understand why the outrage happened in the first place. No, no. Because they said they're still going to offer subscription-based services, but only for software options like driver assistance and digital assistance services. Yeah. Okay. So for that, you're going to have to sign up. And uh, there's, I think that there may be one more piece to the puzzle that may not be talked about much, but I think that it it does speak to another thing that we have a, a big problem with, especially those of us who like older stuff. I have old cars. I have old music gear. I, I've, the, I, I like vintage stuff. And the idea of planned obsolescence is one that we have a really hard time with. You'll hear people say all the time, well, you know, it, it's more expensive to fix a TV. The reason why you don't see TV repairmen anymore is because it's more expensive to fix a TV than it is to buy a new one. That's planned obsolescence. They know it's eventually going to break, and they know when it does, you're going to go buy a new one. And there are those of us who can't stand that idea. This, when you offer a subscription for heated seats, sooner or later, their ability to calculate that subscription is going to go away. And you're going to be left holding the bag. What if you buy that car secondhand? Can you transfer the subscription? So that was a big thing we talked about is what happens to the next owner of that vehicle? Is it something that you can turn on and off or is it a permanent thing or not? And 30 years in the future, if I buy a 30 year old quote unquote classic BMW from 2023, you know, in 2053, Am I going to still be able to get the, the seat heaters to work or are they going to be permanently off because the subscription doesn't work anymore? Um, somebody just texted and said, I bought my daughter a 2022 trailblazer and the heated seats are only good for two years. And then I have to renew them. Text her. <laughs> what do you have to do to renew them and how much? Yeah. What do you know what the cost is? What are they going to clip you two years down the road? Another texter said Hyundai is considering subscriptions. Uh, Company killer question mark. 
Maybe, but I wonder if the fact that BMW already a year into this is backing off, mm-hmm. if that's not going to tell a lot of the other automakers, no, we are not ready for this. The only reason I would have been okay with this is if the math works out in my favor is if, okay, we're going to take a car and baseline, it's going to be $10,000. And then you can just a la carte it for services that you want. If I somehow saved money and we'll use the heated seats as an example, I only need heated seats four months of the year, let's say. If you were going to include it in the car, it's going to cost me a lot more than if I just paid it monthly for three months and it saves me money. I suspect that's not what they were doing. They were probably keeping the car price the same yeah. and then just charging you more for something that used to be included. Sure, because everybody's buying exactly the same car, so everybody's gonna pay close to exactly the same price, but now you start adding nickel and diming all of the subscriptions that you're gonna, you know, for things that you want, for options that you wanna have access to. That texture said it's a chip that you take back to the dealer. <laughs> but, and that's the kind of thing you, you figure that they would be able to do with an over-the-air update, with a software update. Why mm-hmm. should you have to go back to the dealer? And, and do you know how much they're going to charge, pardon me, charge you for it when you get there? Yeah, I'm curious about that, too. What's They said it's like having satellite radio yeah. in your car. Um. Somebody yeah. else somebody else compared it to the, the communication systems. Uh, OnStar is the General Motors one. Other car companies mm-hmm. have similar things that you subscribe to. And and for that, you're getting a service out of it. It, it I again I think the thing that people had the most problem with is what they say in this the drive article is the fact that the hardware is already there. You just don't get to use it. A seat heater, I don't I, I don't think we think of a seat heater as a service. We think of it as as a as a perk, as an item. Mm-hmm. Texter makes a really good point. Who would ever pay for a car that you don't truly own 100%? Great point. Yes. I mean, that you can't go in and, and tinker with or whatever because you are only paying for its use. Yeah, and the other thing is even the comparison to satellite radio falls apart a little bit because that's a contract between you and the satellite radio company. You're right. not paying for GM, Hyundai, whoever, for your subscription. You're just paying whoever the the uh, the carrier is, the, the uh, satellite radio carrier. Um... John, you know more about this than I do. If I were to get the Honda Civic that I bought, mm-hmm. um, just happened to have a sunroof and heated seats are probably the two the two big perks. And they were things like I'm like, oh no, I don't need that. I, I'm, no, I'm I'm good with that. But it came with it anyway. How much does that add to the price of a car to have perks like that? <laughs> Almost no automakers anymore allow you to a la carte things like that. So if you, I mean, maybe if you really held their feet to the fire, they would. But a lot of the automakers that used to do that, I've mentioned before, my 57 Plymouth did not come with uh, a cigarette lighter. You had to buy that. That was a $5 option back in 1957. So everything used to be a la carte. It isn't anymore. Now it's all packages. If you buy this package, you get these options. So it's hard to say. But uh, something like a sunroof, if you were to have it aftermarketed, if you wanted to go have it done, it's probably Uh $1,500. It just makes me wonder if there was a Honda Civic that they just built without those two things mm-hmm. and a Civic that they built with the two things, how much more am I paying for the one that had it? Yeah, the, uh, and, and you can also buy aftermarket seat heaters. So you can have that done later on, and that's going to be a couple hundred dollars. Uh, the sunroof by far is going to be a lot more expensive. The other thing that's coming to mind is the remote starter. Mine came with one. 
that is i mean i love the sunroof and the heated seats but the the starter is what i really feel like is the luxury and i've had mm-hmm. one before the camry that i had i had to install it and and do it myself well dad did it but um <laughs> but this car just came with it again i would put that in the category of do you have the remote starter on the car but the little button on your key fob doesn't work for it until you start paying for that it doesn't work anymore absolutely you sure you could and have that shut off after a while if you don't keep paying them and keep paying up the subscription. That's another thing that I wonder if if they do make a subscription out of that, will it be a monthly subscription that you can turn on and turn off? Because for six months out of the year, you're not going to need it. Again, if it saves me money, okay. Yeah. If I can turn it on and off, like people subscribe to Netflix or not based on, you know, <laughs> whether you've seen your show or not. Stranger things, yeah. Right, then fine. But if it doesn't save me money, this is just a hassle. No, thank you. It sounds like, and that may be a lot of it too, that people just think of it as another headache. It's another thing I got to keep track of. It's another thing I have to put on the the list of bills that are going to come out every month. All my subscriptions to the stuff that makes my car work. If you have thoughts on this, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break here. We'll wrap today coming up next on KMBZ. Wrapping things up here on a Friday afternoon. We'll turn this over to Dana Parks coming up at two o'clock. So we have the story out of KSL.com. Um, about this woman who did not realize what was going on with her car and why people were giving her so much attention. Yeah, and and why they seemed to be treating her like the queen, you know, Mm -hmm. as as though somehow she were royalty, and it's the funniest story. So a woman buys a, a new car, and she starts noticing that as she's driving through town, when there's a car in front of her, it will just pull over and let her pass. So she thinks, okay, this is a little strange, but I mean, that that's awfully nice of you to, to let me pass. Um, so she keeps going and I mean, it keeps happening. Other cars keep getting out of her way and it never really occurred to her that it might be something special about her car until she herself was pulled over by the police who wanted to know why she had flashing cop lights on the front of her car. Is that not something you would know? <laughs> she didn't apparently. They they How had do you not know. Yeah, they well the the lights were in where the fog lights are. Okay. So it, it wasn't obvious. I mean, you didn't walk up to the like normally we see the police lights on top of the car, the the big mm-hmm. light bar, but they were down underneath the headlights where the fog lights go and somebody had installed them at some point and she just didn't know and apparently the you know wherever she bought the car, they didn't know either. So they didn't go on until she turned the headlights and the fog lights on. And when she turned the fog lights on, all of a sudden, red and blues are flashing. And, yep, people are pulling right over because they thought she was a cop. And then she just kept going like, thank you. Thanks for pulling over and letting me go. I have never heard of this before. Nope. Where you can have different color lights uh, where you say, like, by the fog lights that you turn on and connect with an app. And that's how you get the red. And, what would be the purpose behind that? Like the not the the altruistic purpose. Yeah, right. Well, I guess the 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 easiest way to explain it is if you were if you sold a lot of cars to police officers, you know, you would just uh-huh. make it an easier thing to do. But they they say that police did not believe that the woman was intentionally impersonating an officer after she explained. And and I'm sure the conversation went something like this: Why do you have those flashing red and blue lights on the front of your car? What flashing red and right. blue lights? <laughs> that, that, that's how it started. Uh, but she, yeah, she said she was just going to lunch and noticed cars pulling over for no explainable reason. They've decided they're not going to charge her with anything because she didn't know and wasn't out to try to. She wasn't doing this on purpose. 
especially because it's controlled by app. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even, my, I suspect she didn't even have the app on her phone. Probably not. Um, and yeah, and the car itself would kind of lend itself to that line of thinking. Like, this is a car that normally would be sold to police because mm-hmm. it was on a Dodge Charger. And police departments across the country use Dodge Chargers for their cruisers. It's, it's one of the most common and lowest priced uh, four-door sedans that's made in America. So, yeah, I mean, you see Chargers out there all the time. Somebody just asked, how do you not see that ahead of you? They're usually LEDs. If it's during the day, you might not. I mean, she said she was going out to lunch. And if it's bright sunshine, I mean, keep in mind, this is Salt Lake City, Utah, where the the sunshine is really awfully bright. And you Mm -hmm. might, unless you notice the reflection on the car, you know, coming back off the car in front of you, you might not see it. Speaking of cars, we can go to Philadelphia for this next one. Don't steal this guy's car. (laughs) This is not the guy. That you that you want to do something to even his name, Igor Kostyuchenko, is the name of the guy yeah. who had his car stolen. Are you stealing a car from a dude named Igor Kostyuchenko? Because I'm telling you, I'm leaving that dude well alone. Um, and, and they should have in this case, not just because of his name, but because he also happens to be a mixed martial arts fighter. He had just moved to Philadelphia a couple of years ago and has already been robbed twice. So he's not real happy about his new home. He should have moved somewhere other than Philly, by the way. But, uh, yeah, they have video of this entire incident that shows Kostyuchenko being dragged down a city street because the guys stole his car. He saw his car driving off. This is a 25-year-old mixed martial arts fighter. He's in really good shape. And when they turned a corner, they got stuck in traffic. So he went up and started pulling on the door saying, hey, this is my car. Where do you think you're going with my car? And then they tried to take off with him holding on and dragged him down the street. He's fine, by the way. Um, I mean, you don't know whose car it is when you're stealing it. Mm -mm. Just, yeah, stay out of crime. (laughs) Crime is a bad idea just in general. Uh, Yeah, he said, uh, don't. now they fired a couple of shots at him, too, from inside the car. They told him, you know, let go of the car or we'll kill you. Thankfully, both shots they fired missed. And the security video camera of this is just, it's terrifying. I mean, watching this guy literally dragged down the street by his own car. I I wonder if now he's thinking about going back to Ukraine because it's just too dangerous here. How big is MMMMMMA? In Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not very. It's, it's probably a lot bigger deal here. But, yeah, I mean, there are guys who make an incredible lot of money doing that. He's undefeated, yeah. by the way, with a record of 4-0. and I mean, I bet. The, the picture is here. <laughs> that, that, doesn't, that doesn't shock me. I'm not fighting so, that, dude. No. No, not at all. Um, okay. Then we go to sfgate.com for the story out of Grass Valley? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the best name for a town ever for this story to happen, where because of a traffic... And now, I have to always say, I get a little suspicious of this whenever I hear that a traffic stop got this much drugs... Yeah, because I I mean, they say, well, it was a traffic stop. And then we pulled her over and uh, found out that there was twelve hundred pounds of pot in a cargo van that they just happened to discover during a traffic stop. A 41 year old woman pulled over on I-5 at Jane Avenue uh, near Coalinga, they said. 
was discovered with a bounty of marijuana. It was in trash bags. I mean, the entire back of this cargo van is full of trash bags full of pot. Uh, more than 1,100 marijuana plants to grow 1,200 pounds of cannabis. She was issued a citation with an order to appear in court. Wow. I mean, I know it's legal in California and everything, but still, the fact that she was caught with 1,200 pounds of pot in Grass Valley, it's a little on the nose. Yeah. But I have legal questions here. She was issued a citation. Yep. And could face a misdemeanor charge. And narcotics detectives destroyed the marijuana. But again, it's legal in California. So what grounds do they have to charge her with anything? Possession with intent to distribute. That's that's going to be the charge. Um, they can get her for trafficking. It's the same thing as running cigarettes with no tax stamps on them. If you're, okay. You can grow your own weed for yourself in California or wherever it's legal. So you can grow it for your, uh, for your own use. What you can't do is grow it to sell it. And that's what they're saying that she was doing, that she was involved in some kind of a ring that was trying to uh, to to avoid taxes and avoid paying taxes on what they were selling. How much space do you need in a, how big was this van? It's a big cargo van. It, to fit 50 bags. Uh, yeah. It's a panel van. Uh, I think it's hard to tell from the back because they've got the doors open. I think it's what's called a Dodge Sprinter. Okay. So not only is it a long panel van, it's also really tall. But it's, I mean, packed to the rafters with, oh, with giant garbage bags full of pot. The front, I, so I Googled Dodge Sprinter, and the first thing that comes up is the 2024 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Yeah, right. Same, yeah, same truck. Okay. I'm, I'm just curious to know how much it um, goes for. $59,000 <laughs> is what you're paying for the extended version. You have to sell a lot of weed to make that up. And squish the bags together quite a bit, <laughs> you would think, to make it fit in there. Yeah. I'm just baffled at the amount that uh, that was there. She, yeah, she, she she got a lot in there. I mean, that's grass clippings for a week. Um, but I'm, I'm given that it was that much and that they could have charged her with something a lot more serious, like, you know, interstate trafficking or whatever, that uh, I'm surprised they let her off with just a notice to appear and a possible misdemeanor charge. Me too, especially because, like you said, with the amount that she had, I'm I'm shocked. It's it's now that I know she can't have that much. I'm shocked. It's just a misdemeanor. Yeah, somebody on the text line said, "Can you imagine the smell wafting from behind that van?" Yeah, no kidding. Not since Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke has there been a van that smelled more like weed. I mean, think about what what it smells like when you walk into a dispensary. Okay, that times how little space there is inside a van. Oh, yeah, it was probably having dogs barking all around town. Do we know what prompted the deputy to pull her over in the first place? No, they, they just said traffic stop. So whether she was speeding or had a light out or whatever, I'm guessing they had a suspicion that she had a whole bunch of pot in the van, but that's just me. Like, can you imagine? They hope, ma'am, can I search your vehicle? <laughs> um, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> we suspect you might have something back here. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that does it for us. Um, yeah, it's two o'clock. Happy Friday. We'll turn this over to Dana and Parks. Be back Monday here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.